Good morning, everybody. It is First Sip, eSports with Emric, combination of both. I am Johnny Danger with me, Mr. Christopher Emric. We are Draft for Upside. How are you this morning, Chris? I am doing wonderful. I think my lighting needs a, a little change here based off of uh, how bright your room is and how yeah. dark mine is. So It's morning time. Got to wake up, bro. Hey, man. Uh, so how are you? This, uh, this is a little different uh, day, a little different time. A little right. earlier, gotta be a little expedited in a lot of ways. That's right, man. We got no time to lose. But uh, you're excited, man. You're always preaching esports to us. You're always preaching League of Legends. I've been watching. I've been learning. Um, but normally, it's like three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. These games are on. I'm not gonna stay up to check lineups for that. But today we have a treat. We have the LEC League locking at noon. Yeah, we've got the LEC lock-in at noon, and then immediately following that, we actually have the LCS uh, lock-in continuing at 6. Uh, so we've got nine games between the two of them. It's pretty exciting. There's also some Call of Duty on today. I don't think that there's any DraftKings offerings, but there are uh, lines. And I, I know that I believe sports betting is now legal in your state, as it is in mine. I think FanDuel just launched its uh, sports book here today, and, and DraftKings will soon be following. No more... Noon uh, today. Bitcoin, no more Bitcoin transfers for me to, uh, you know, shady offshore books. I love it, man. Yeah, I, I believe noon today that everything goes legal in Michigan. And I was following a thread by a friend with, uh, you know, MGM and all these different sites that are they're like, which one should I go with? I'm like, literally all of them are giving you a free hundred dollars. So sign up for all of them, like all of them. Yeah, you sign up for all of them, and then you shop the lines. You, you figure out what you want and where are you getting the best line. They're not all going to have the, the same handicapping. And so, you know, uh, uh, FanDuel might have a better line on, you know, the AFC championship game than than MGM or somebody else. And so you just want to make sure that you get your, you know, your, your best juice there. I think what I'm in trouble with is I saw that Poker Stars has uh, joined in, in Michigan Gaming, and I'm going to be able to play legal online poker again. That's where I'm in trouble. Oh man, I I, I dipped my my toes into some bovada yesterday. I caught a, a flush real real quick. I felt real good. Then I had Trip Jacks, but he you know he he had fought to set, and then the next hand uh, guy rivered a gut shot straight draw on me, and uh, yeah, I was like fuck this. <laughs> well, guys, we're going to talk a little uh, uh, League of Legends LEC DFS on DraftKings. So if you'd like to follow along. Uh, and play with us. I don't know anything about it. And uh, Chris has helped me build some winning lineups. I feel like he is um, really got this down. You can read his stuff at fantasyfootballblueprint.com. His full article breakdowns are there. So please go check that out. And um, man, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. What do we got today? Yeah, so this is super exciting. Um, you know, just kind of recap the article. The LEC is Europe's um, major league. So they have a lot of different regional leagues that that are for all of the different countries that are there, but the best of the best make it into the LEC. Now, this league is better than the U.S. league. It is not quite uh, 
you know, top to bottom as good as the Chinese or Korean, but the top teams are certainly able to compete with those teams on, on an international scale. Uh, so the opening game that we have is going to be the, uh, I think, four, five, six. I, I don't know. It, it, they've won quite a few splits in a row. The G2 Esports uh, has the best player in Europe in caps and is one of the biggest favorites on the day. So, you know, if we're going to start looking at cash, and we were talking a little bit before this uh, about who you were fading, who you didn't have in any of your lineups, uh, G2 is is the team that I want to put together for my cash core. They're going to be the most expensive, being that they typically score the most points when they win. They give up a lot of points when they lose. Uh, you know, it's it's always just a matter of how motivated they are and are they going to toy with their food and will their food bite back? But it, it makes them perfect to play in cash. So who do you play in cash with them? You can't play the other big favorites. You can't play fanatic. You can't play rogue. Um, the two teams that I like are Astralis and, uh, and uh, vitality vitality just projects really well today on a number of factors. And I, I don't know if I trust those projections, but um you know, when it came to it, uh, you told me you had no vitality and you had uh, no SK gaming, and I don't really like SK gaming, so I, I might be just building my cash lineup out with uh, vitality. Good plan. Good plan. Generally yeah. speaking, uh, when we play showdowns, if, if uh, you're curious why we're laughing about this, uh, we like to play NFL showdowns because we're just gluttons for giving away money. Um, and one of the overwhelming theme is, is I can build 20 lineups in an NFL showdown and I'll fade one guy and that guy out of nowhere will get like five catches, a touchdown and 70 yards. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, vitality, I don't like SK. I mean, I think it, I, that game's going to be low scoring even if they can win. So I think I'm probably going to four stack uh G2 with, with vitality and you can get, pretty much everybody that you want from G2. You know, I want to build all my lineups around caps. Um, if I can get Reckles in, great. Uh, I don't really need uh, Mickey X. Uh, I'd rather have Jankos, who just had a really bad season last year. I don't think the meta really fit for him. And, and it didn't, you know, in terms of his position, what he plays and what he means to this team, he doesn't have to do some of the things that other junglers have to do. It's not his job. Um, and so you didn't see him have to carry games. And as such, you didn't see him score a ton of points in, in a lot of the matches last year. Uh, I think that the meta fits, you know, his champion pool a, a lot better. And so I'm going to play him uh, a lot more. And I'm just going to kind of stay away from Mickey X, who I think a lot of people uh, feel as heads and shoulders above a lot of other supports. But when it just comes down to average scores and wins, it's not so much that he's doing it. It's just that the team is scoring more. And as a result, uh, you know, he's dragged along there and he's just significantly more expensive in that position. And I think we can get some other, other pieces. So a couple of questions. One, I know that we won, you know, a lot of money just stacking caps and perks together last year and then kind of building around what you could fit through that. So perks is gone. So who's his replacement and is that an upgrade? Is it a downgrade? Is it non-consequential? So there's two main teams that have won almost everything in Europe uh, through its entirety. And Reckles was on uh, Fnatic. He was the face of that franchise. And he's come over to replace Perks. Perks is a natural mid laner who went down to the bottom uh, playing ADC because Caps is also a mid laner. He also came from Fnatic. So um, I don't think that they're going to have some of the chemistry issues that other people do. I think that Reckles is going to kind of know that this isn't his team, know that this isn't, you know, a place for him to assert himself and be the leader. And he's along for the ride. And that's what he signed up for. He wants to win a championship. And, you know, sometimes 
you just got to take the Kevin Durant route and you got to join the best. And that's kind of what he did. So, you know, if you can put them together, a lot of times you have to pick one or the other because they are so expensive um, that you just, you, you go one, you go the other, and, and it really doesn't, it's not a big deal, whichever way you decide to do that. I think they're both going to score pretty, pretty similarly. The one thing is that in this matchup, I, I tend to lean towards caps. Um, just historically last year, the Mad Lions gave up a, you know, about one to two extra points on average to mid laners. Um, Humanoid is a really good mid laner. I like Mad Lions and GPP, but Humanoid has a problem with, you know, just going off rails and dying a lot. Uh, so I think Cap's probably going to, you know, solo kill him once or twice. So G2 is solidly your favorite, probably Vegas's favorite as well. So, you know, starting lineups there is great. But if you want to get some of these guys in, we got to go cheap. So who's your favorite? underdog of the week in terms of Vegas betting and in terms of DFS stacking? Who's your favorite underdog? Yeah, and I don't think you need to go G, uh, G2 in in tournaments. Um, th this is strictly a kind of a cash build that I'm talking about. Heads up, if you want to go and, and swoop my heads up, you can. I'm playing G2. You want to fade them. You know, if they lose, you're probably going to beat me in heads up, but, you know, they're posted. Um, the favorite teams that I like to, to pair them with is going to be Vitality and Misfits. I don't think that the the Fnatic team is going to be as good as it was. Um, I think people give a little more credit than is probably due to Niski uh, based off of his performance in you know the last couple splits with C9 versus the competition that he's going to have here in Europe. Not that he hasn't played in Europe before, but um, I think people were just really down on Nemesis and rightfully so, but he had some good games and he was, a, you know, he knew his role in this team. Niski does benefit from the meta right now. When C9 was good last year, it was when the mid lane was able to play some of these global champions like Galio and Twisted Fate and kind of uh, be able to get all over. When I say global, it means that their ultimate allows them to just zoom all over the map wherever they want to go. And that's something that he did very well as a, a supportive mid laner, not necessarily a carry, but somebody that's going to join in the fight, uh, create some numbers and, and create picks for the team. Um, but I think they're going to have more of a problem with him and upset. And I think that there's more pieces that need to come together there. And I think this fanatic team is going to be very good. I just don't know if it's going to be this week. And so I kind of like the upgrades that Misfits have made. I like that the odds are there. Um, and, and really what it comes down to, if you're betting these games straight, there's two bets that I love in almost every single game. That's you can take the underdog, even against G2. Uh, I think that the odds are, are fine it's for a them. single game match, right? Correct. Anything can happen. You know, you get out drafted. Uh, you just make one mistake. You know, it's fine. We just we just saw Damwon lose for the first time since July to the worst team in LCK. Damwon was a negative 10,000 favorite versus this team being a plus 1,100, plus 2,200 if you counted in the uh, the sweep. So I, I like playing Misfits. I like playing every team against Fnatic in terms of the odds um, right now, especially if Fnatic loses their first game, you're going to get worse odds throughout the, the weekend. So I went ahead and bet all of those, hoping that Misfits do win. The odds aren't going to be as good. Um, if they win, we can double down and we can you know continue to go there and, and add to it. But my favorite underdog is is Misfits, and there it's just a high risk, high reward. Vitality is the other one, and I don't think you need to play G2. I like Rogue too. I, I think Rogue is a a super strong team that doesn't necessarily project well, uh, but this was a team that, you know, when they wanted to, 
really asserted themselves and played at a really quick pace. Sometimes they were just so utterly dominant, though, that the the score lines just weren't there for the entire team. Only one or two people popped off. So I don't know if I put them as my main stack. So what you're saying is you like upset to upset. Yeah, I like upsets. And here's the thing. When you're building these upsets, you know, the inclination. Isn't there a player named upset? I was trying to be funny. Oh, yeah, there is. There's also, if you read my article, there's a guy named Dan. And I said, Dan can be the man if he (laughs) does something, you know, uh, completely intentional too. In, In terms of the way that you can prize your team, I find that a lot of people will take, if they're if they're taking a favorite and a dog, they will build their favorite as the four stack. And I totally get that. It makes a lot of sense, especially if they project better. But if you want to get a little bit different, and you don't need to as much, this is a five-game slate, so there's a lot more options out there. Um, you know, take the dog and put them as a four stack. Uh, take the favorite, put them as a three uh, do a, a two, four, one, you know, the lineup that I had that almost won $12,000 this morning, if there had been one less kill in the last team fight where everybody got 10 points, uh, two points, uh, per player, they, it was a three, four. So I took my captain, Charlie had him in the uh, captain slot. Well, the captain was obviously in the captain slot, but the lesser team. And then I, I paired that with the team slot and one other player and then had the four from the other side. So it was a unique lineup. It ended up doing well, and I liked those players. And had that kill not happened, I would have solo chopped or solo won it as opposed to chopping it like the 15 other people did. Ah, hey, when that happens. Yeah, I got really excited about a, uh, a hockey lineup the other day. And uh, not hockey, was it? Was it LOL? I can't remember. I, I did a, a dollar tournament and like top prize was like a hundred bucks. Right. And um, I split that hundred bucks with like 27 people. So I won like $3 and 50 cents or something silly. It was sad, sad when you chop with a uh, chalk lineup. Yeah. I mean, it's tough when you're only having like a four game or a three game uh, slate, you're, you're just going to end up having those kind of chops. But if you can find different ways to be unique without, you know, putting three teams in there and trying to, you know, get three things right, it's it's a little bit better. So most people will end up, if whatever their captain is, they'll have at least two other positional players and likely three. That team slot's going to go with the, the lesser stack and two other players. So again, you put the captain in, you put the team slot, put one other guy, and then go from there. And it worked okay. out really well. Hanwell Life only had two guys that really popped off, and and that was, you know, the two guys that I had. It was, it was Chovy and Deft. Unfortunately, the BLG team outscored uh, their crazy line. So it is what it is. All right. So to recap for betting G2, you like the favorite there. But for underdog bets, you're liking Rogue and you're liking Misfits. Well, under Rogue is not an underdog. Rogue's going to be the second biggest favorite. Underdogs, I I think you can take Vitality, Astralis, Vitality, and, uh, yep. Misfits. When I wrote the article, Astralis was at even odds versus SK being negative 140. Right now, it's, I think, 135 to 105. So it's shifting towards Astralis. Both of these teams are kind of revamped. SK just doesn't look like they have talent up and down. Uh, They got rid of some of their good players, didn't re-sign their uh, top ADC, and and I just, I I don't know. I just, I, I look at that roster, and it just doesn't do anything for me. All right, so give me some of your favorite plays that are off the beaten path. What are some guys you're going to be way over the field on? Um, I mean, we can go through it by team. Um, so if you're playing G2, obviously I want you to build around caps. I, I think that's the play. I'm, I'm trying to fade Mickey X. Those are 
the two pieces. I'm not necessarily um, prioritizing Wonder Reckles or Jankos, uh, whatever fits, and it just depends on the team. Um, if you're playing on the other side of thing, Mad Lions, uh, you know, I love Karze, I love Humanoid. I like their new pieces, though. Aloya and Armu, both of those players are, are very strong. If this Mad Lions team does upset G2, they're going to do so in a very bloody fashion. They're going to score a lot of points. And so there's no reason not to take some stabs here. We've seen G2 come into splits and not you know, be motivated or not be ready. I think one of the things that resonates in people's minds is that they had such a difficult summer split. Uh, what isn't mentioned is that Perks was not with the team for part of that, and his father died prior to the split starting. So I, I'm not sure that the team was in a proper mind state, and that may have contributed to it. Um, you know, I'm reaching. I don't know that for fact. On Astralis, I love some of these new pieces. Zanzara, um, you know, Nuke Duck didn't really perform well last split, but if he can, you know, return to form, he's a great play and also Promise Q. That's, uh, that's another guy I like there. All right, just to uh, remind everybody watching here, I know it's a little funny, but if you look down here, you can find Chris's full League of Legends breakdowns at www.fantasyfootballblueprint.com. That webpage is transitioning to fantasysportsblueprint.com. So it's a little funny, I know, football, LOL, whatever. It's all there. Read it. It's really good. Go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go through the next team. The The next team that we have is SK. I don't have, uh, and I'm not going to have a lot of SK, but if I did, I'm probably, you know, limiting it. Um, maybe like Tinks, Jezu, Gen X. Not a big fan of Treats. I don't think he's very good. Um, this roster just looks gross. So let me so ask you a question it. on um, just like theory here. If you got a guy like Treats, you just said, I don't think he's very good. Um, Correct me uh, uh, because I'm I'm a newbie trying to learn. Is that is is there a correlation between um, targeting the player in the same lane as somebody you just think is not very good on the other side? Um, it can be. I mean, so the laning phase is only part of it. You, you're going to score most of your points in terms of uh, kills and, and assists in a lot of the team fights. But there is something to say in a situation where certain bottom lanes, you know, the ADC and support are, are much weaker than the other team. Yeah, you could you could focus on the other side of things. And, and it just depends on how that team plays. And we don't know how some of these teams play. We don't know who's going to play under the tower, who's going to play over aggressive in their lanes specifically. So that's something that we can start to target as we get a better understanding of these teams while they're the same teams that were here last year, a lot of the pieces on most of the teams have changed. And so it, it's hard to, you know, grasp from the play style of last year and put it here, especially because some of these pieces that came up, came up from the regional leagues and, you know, they were on really, really good teams. I mean, think of it like this, these were players that were on championship teams like in college and they're now coming up to the pros and they're coming onto a bad team. I mean, will they gel together? Will they play really well? Like, you, you just don't know if it's going to necessarily translate. So um, to say that you want to attack SK's bottom lane because I think Treats is bad, I think you can, um, but I'm not prioritizing it. Just a minute, buddy, okay? Hans of doing this uh, during the week at 10.30, right? Yeah, no kidding. All right, buddy, we've only got about uh, seven more minutes, so let's uh, keep moving on. What's the next game here and the pieces you like? 
Sure. On Rogue, I like the the three carries. So Larson, Hansama, and Inspired. Uh, I think you can put Otomami in there as well. Uh, those are those are the, the pieces. I'm not really trying to get into trying B. Um, Excel, I'm not going to have a ton of Excel, but I do like Dan and Chexplode. I think both of those guys have a lot of talent. They are ones that are coming up from the regional leagues and really performed very well. Um, again, Rogue was excellent in the beginning parts of games. However, they tended to fall apart towards the end against better teams. Excel is not a better team, but that still exists. We don't know what kind of decision-making they're going to have. They do have um, you know, some different pieces at Rogue in the top and support lanes. Uh, for Vitality, I like every piece of Vitality, especially Labrov. Uh, if you're going to play Vitality, I think this is a great stack, and it, it synergizes with G2 because, again, I don't want to play Mickey X. I want to play a different support, and Labrov is one of the highest kill participation supports in the entire league, uh, 80%. He is. It's a ridiculous number. I don't expect him to keep that. He'll probably regress to about 70, but that's still good. On so the other side, guy with outstanding stats like that, is that somebody you play as a solo spot when you're trying to differentiate some other stacks? No, absolutely not, especially not like a support like that. I mean, it, look it, – if you're going to differentiate, yeah, I, I guess you could, sure. But the solo stats are all in relation to the team. His kill participation solo stat means he's there as part of all of the kills. So he's not necessarily getting the kills because he has a very small kill share. He needs somebody else to do the kills. So there is correlation there. Um, and I don't think you need to do a one-off on a, on a five-game slate. I think you can get weird and use some of the strategies that we talked about earlier to get weird. And that's still going to separate you from the field. So if I'm playing, say, 10 lineups in a large GPP, do I just completely fade G2 outside of maybe one or two lineups? Sure, absolutely. And just hope that they lose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. hope that they're so expensive that, you know, who they get paired with doesn't end up working. So you could go with, like, more of, like, a rogue and then, like, the schlalky team. This team is... Towards the end of the year, they were a high-paced, high-kill uh, team. I, I think everything broke right for them, and now they have a different top later in Broken Blade. But this is definitely a team that can very well find themselves into the uh, the optimal lineup. And in that last game, absolutely play Fnatic if you want to. If you're not playing G2, it makes sense. You can go with Upset. Niski self-made one of the best junglers and highest-scoring junglers in the league on the other side of things I, I just love this misfits team i love vtheo um kobe i think is going to have a bounce back and, and vander was just fantastic for rogue last year uh didn't die a lot and that's that's important you don't want your guys dying dying is bad it is it is unless it's you know for a good cause that's right fair enough all right we got about three minutes left my man yeah so i mean if you're gonna Pair G2, I like going G2 Misfits, G2 Vitality, G2 Astralis. I think you can do all those same things with Rogue. I think you can do those things with Schlocky. I think you, you pick those three teams, uh, build a couple teams around them, and then maybe pick two of those dogs that you end up having the most exposure to. Um, if you're playing the big GPP, uh, one of the strategies that you can do is, you know, go heavy on one team and then play a smaller uh, GPP, like the $1 and play 20 lineups instead of like five or 10, and then just go heavy on the other side of that. So you kind of hedge out um, your lineups by by doing so. Fantastic. Any parting thoughts? I'm ready to win this and then LCS after, baby. Let's do it.
I like it. As a reminder, we are Draft for Upside. You can find Chris's uh, full breakdowns at fantasyfootballblueprint.com, and you may find us in other shows at ilogicmedia.com, the podcast network sponsoring the show. Chris, good luck today. Hopefully one of us takes home $15,000, preferably me, but I'd be happy for you if you did it. I'd, I'd be happy for you. I mean, I'm going to be drinking these Truly Teas. They're they're, they're quite delicious. Uh, I feel like a 16-year-old uh, discovering Mike's Hard Lemonade uh, because that's kind of where the seltzer game has gone, and uh, I don't know. It, it just feels like it, it normalized it, and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to kill them. You need, <laughs> you need it for, you know, sessionable drinking. If I'm going to be drinking until 10 o'clock tonight, I, I need to, to go with seltzer. So. I love it, and don't forget to check us out on a uh, either – Tonight or tomorrow, we'll do our NFL show on Draft for Upside. So we'll catch you then. Have a good day today, guys. Good luck in all of your esports ventures. I am Johnny Danger with me with Chris Emmerich, Draft for Upside. 